Hello, and welcome to another episode of Powerful Conversations. I am your host, Noad, and in today's episode, let's talk about Jonah's prayer. Stay tuned. So in the last episode, episode 10, titled Owning Up to Our Messes, I begin to introduce the book of Jonah into the podcast. Normally, when I do, when I record one of these episodes, typically is going over one powerful conversation that was had in the Bible, kind of dissected and kind of take from there. However, I just felt that it's very important for us to thoroughly go over the story of Jonah and go over all four chapters. And although it sounds like a lot, it is a very easy read. It can be done rather quickly. With that said, it is important to dissect it, dive deep into that word. In fact, I'm still with the word that we're going to be discussing today. There's still verbiage contained within it that I'm still trying to meditate on and still trying to ask God to Lord reveal exactly what does that mean. Um, with that said, if you have not heard episode 10 titled Owning Up to Our Messes, before you continue listening on to this one, I encourage you to go back one episode, listen to that, and then move on to this. On episode, on the previous episode, we discussed chapter one of Jonah, where we see that Jonah intentionally t- tries because it is just impossible. He tries to run away from God. And we also talk about how that led to tremendous consequences. It affected others around him and how he eventually had to own up to the mess and admit, hey, everything that's going on around me, this is all my fault. However, in that very same chapter, although he's talking to folks with that are in the boat right alongside with him, we never once hear Jonah or see Jonah talk and have a conversation with God. We see that everybody else around him is. We saw that these men on the boat were were marveled and, and felt fear for God and, and started to pray to him and vow to, to serve him. Yet Jonah did not do such a thing. However, in chapter two, things completely change. And I want to first read the entire chapter Don't worry, it's an easy read, just nine little verses. And it says as follows. It says that then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. Now, this is after he had been swallowed um, by a great fish. Now, chapter one, verse 17 says that now that the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So, as we can see. Chapter two, verse one, it just kind of is subsequent to that verse. It says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean's depth, and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yes, I will look once more towards your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves and the waters closed over me. 
seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates lock shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit out Jonah out onto the beach. So in chapter 2, we see that this chapter is introduced with Jonah really describing his experience. And really, think about it. You're in an ocean, and all of a sudden, there's you know there's this huge storm, a storm that threatened to to sink a ship, a storm that threatened to end the life and put the lives of many at risk, and you being thrown overboard in the midst of that storm. Waves extremely high. It's almost like. Let's picture it being in the middle of a hurricane, almost, just to kind of add that that visualization to it all. And all of a sudden, the waters are covering you. And he describes it. He says the, the seaweeds covered him. So this was a very tough experience. Jonah almost died. Jonah, he, he almost perished. But it's interesting that although, as I discussed a little earlier, we don't really see him or note that he talked to God at all in chapter one. Yet it took him almost losing his life for him to remember God. Although he knew exactly why this was happening, he knew exactly He knew exactly what he was doing, and we're going to discuss that in future chapters. He was running away from God on purpose. It says on here, in verse 7, As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And I think that happens to a lot of folks who run amok in their lives, who have just craziness going on and that could be you fellow listener where maybe you're you have a mess going on in your life and you've done things that instead of getting you closer to God it's doing the opposite that perhaps is pulling you away from him perhaps you're running away from God on purpose and you're seeing all these storms all around you which I also discussed in the previous episode that Guess what? You running away from God doesn't just affect you. It starts to affect other people around you too. Because this is not just about you. Those storms that brew around you, guess what? Your family members, your friends, people close to you, they're, they're going to get some of that. So in this case, although Jonah had fessed up and said, oh yeah, it's because I'm running away from God. He still technically hadn't remembered God. He still hadn't taken the time to say, Lord, I'm here. 
And it's interesting to see that although he was thrown overboard, the waves engulfed all around him. He was covered in seaweed. Essentially, Jonah was on the verge of drowning. Life was slipping away from him. But even in the depths of the earth, Jonah, he, he just like, it just snapped for him. And he remembered God. And guess what? God delivered him. Now we see in the subsequent verses that Jonah essentially recommits himself to God by saying, I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. Now it's not easy to pray and praise God, especially in difficult times, especially when we don't want to do what he wants us to do. When he's challenging us to our core, to step outside of our comfort zone. When things and the storms are happening around us and we feel like we're about to drown, it's not easy. It is an absolute sacrifice. But Jonah remembered God and made the decision and the commitment to say, God, I'm going to offer you sacrifices with songs of praise and I will fulfill all my vows. Now, we don't know exactly what vows Jonah made to God, but it certainly show a recommitment. And that's why in verse 10, after he's done praying, it says, then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. Mind you, this man had been on here for three days, as we read in chapter one, verse 17. He was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So that lets me know that God was ready to have mercy, to to pour his mercies upon Jonas's life. But it took, it took for Jonah to acknowledge and remember who God is. Because don't get it, don't get it twisted. He, God is holy. And he wants us. He wants us. Jonah clearly had made vows he hadn't fulfilled. Are there any vows that you have made unto God that you haven't fulfilled? Are there commitments that you have made unto the Lord that you haven't fulfilled? Has God challenged you to do something to step perhaps into a new season in your life? To step into a new role? To step outside your comfort zone? We're all called for different things with different purposes. Only you would know what that is. The point is, and I encourage you today, I'm going to keep this very short and sweet. Talk to God. Don't be like Jonah where he, this guy literally waited till the last minute as the life was slipping away from him to finally surrender to God and say, Lord, you know, you're God almighty. I recommit my life to you. Don't wait until you're in the middle of the ocean dying after many around you have been affected by a storm to get to that point. And if that's you and you have strayed away from God, 
I encourage you in this moment, wherever you are at, to just stop and talk to God. Whatever that prayer might look like. Now, Jonas's was compiled of different psalms, like a compilation of compilation of it. However, he prayed. He acknowledged God. So, acknowledge God. Repent. Own up to your messes, as I discussed in the last episode. Own up to your messes. And recommit your life to God. Or, hey, maybe you are serving God. But you are just sitting in that comfort zone where life is the same day in and day out. You know, you, you get up and you'll maybe post a verse or maybe read a verse. I don't know, on the Bible app or something. You'll click likes on, on quotes online. You'll go to church on Sundays. And in hindsight, you're, faith, you're, you're faithful to God. And God's calling to push you to a next level, to expand your territory, to get you to do things you've never done before, to be bolder, to reach out to others, whatever it may be. I just know that you know. And I know this from experience. Um, I discuss in the very first episode called Introduction. I started this podcast because of a nudge in my heart. And I had to commit myself to it and say, Lord, even if only five people listen, you know what? Even if five people don't listen, this is what you call me to do in this season. So I'm going to do it. And has there been challenges along the way? Absolutely. I've had... Um, Weeks where, no, well, yeah, weeks um, where it's like, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm, what I'm to speak here, and then I start questioning my qualifications. Like, I'm not qualified enough. I don't know the word enough. I don't. <laughs> I I don't have um, been gone to seminaries or completed Bible Institute courses or anything like that. Just feeling unqualified. That's not to say that I'm, you know, one is not to prepare oneself on the practical level. But the point is we can't stay. We cannot stay in the shallow. We got to go in the deep. You know, this past Sunday in during the preaching at church, God reminded me of this when we talked about the story of Peter and how he walked on water and typically people make fun of him because it's like, oh, yeah, you almost drowned. Because, you know, whatever the reason may be, but Peter was the only bold one who decided to step outside the boat and walk. He didn't stay in the boat. So it is time to get out the boat, stop playing it safe. But we need to get things together with God. Let's stop being so rebellious. Remember that everything that he has planned for you, none of it, it's all for good. None of it is bad. I mean, we may encounter challenges. There will be difficult times. But the outcome and what obedience is to produce, it's going to be amazing. So let's just be obedient to God. So that is my prayer for you today. 
that you connect with God and that you may always forevermore walk in obedience, that you may forevermore fulfill your vows to the Lord and that you can be bold and take bold steps for the Lord. Now remember that we can build or destroy worlds one conversation at a time. And in this case, the most important conversation that we can have is with God. We can store and build worlds with one conversation at a time. So let's make them count. Take care.